the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's a big deal for everybody who's big moviegoers. It's going to kick off the summer uh, and summer movie going. So uh, I'll be there Thursday night for the, uh, uh, what do they call it, pre-release. I'll be there for that. Also on Friday, a lot of people, myself included, have been waiting for this for a couple of years. On Netflix, Stranger Things Season 4 opens. So I'll be watching that. Now, only I think they're only uh, releasing half of the season on Friday, so you can you only get to binge uh, half of the season. Keep in mind that it'll be a lot longer than it normally is because they said that every episode is going to be like an hour and a half long instead of an hour. So that's that's kind of interesting that they're going to do that. So that's good. that's a big big deal. So on Friday night, my granddaughter graduated, Cassandra. Neil from over at uh, camp. Congratulations to her. And uh, as I told her, okay, so now the fun's over. Now the real work begins uh, when you get out of high school now. So she's out of high school. She had a, had a party Saturday. We had a lot of people over at my daughter's house. I was over there, had a great time with them and uh, celebrated all of that. But celebration's over and it's Monday and her dad would probably tell her, time to look for a job. Uh, the, <laughs> the other thing that uh, happened uh, over the, the weekend is, uh, you know, they played um, the World, uh, well, not the World Series. It was the regionals for the Lady Razorbacks uh, for softball. They won their regional over the weekend. So congratulations to them. On to the Super Regional, which we held up at, uh, at Fayetteville again. And uh, I... I hadn't heard, but I thought I flipped through, and I saw the Texas knocked off Washington uh, yesterday in the late game, and that would put Texas up against uh, Lady Razorbacks for the Super Regional. And um, I got my fingers crossed. I really – because this is where it ended last year, if you remember, uh, or a year before. Was it last year? I guess the year before last, 2019 maybe. They didn't get to go last year because of COVID. So um, I'm hoping they'll win the Super Regional and get an opportunity to go to Oklahoma City and play in the uh, World Series, Collegiate World Series for fast pitch softball uh, up there. The Razorback men's team was having a bad weekend in Alabama. They got I know they lost two. I don't know if they lost all three or not. If they, if I'm not mistaken, was that not the first series they lost this year? Because they lost I two games know, against I don't them. Know they got killed. Oh, they got. They got hammered like Saturday. Yeah, Saturday they wow. got hammered. I mean, I I was at the at the my my granddaughter's parties in Silverman, and I pulled up the the score and I said, "What? It's time to throw in the mercy rule." Just about. Yeah, I, I just wonder maybe if they did if they uh, if they did that. Put your my microphone close. Uh, if they did that, if uh, Van Horn gave some people time off, you know, because they're getting ready to it go SEC tournament. Uh, if that's the case, now that me and, me and the coach would be have a difference of opinion here. If I'm a ball player 
I want to play. That was the regular pitchers. They had their normal pitchers on the mound. Well, they then they weren't apart. zeroed in then. They just fell apart. They weren't zeroed in. You can't have a good day every day. Yeah, but you don't get beat 18-5. to five. Wow. That's harsh. Anyway, um, you don't want to do that before you're just getting ready to go into the SEC tournament either. And then it was a really uh, – it was a bad day on Sunday – uh, I was. I just come home from church. I was sitting at the table. I was making a. What was I making? Not a BLT. I decided to have some. Oh, roast beef sandwich. I made had a roast beef sandwich, and I got a um, text from Bob Steele. Yeah, we still talk, and uh, he uh, he let me know that Bob Robbins had passed away. So yeah. uh, we want to remember Bob Robbins today. Of course, most of you know him from Kissing. Uh, he was kissing for years and years and years. I got to know him over 9-11. After 9-11, he and I did several events together. And just a great guy, real patriot, too. He was a, a real lover of this country. And uh, then, uh, you know, that's when kissing a few years down the road, decided that Bob Robbins had kind of run his... Uh, Wars. Uh, yeah, he'd run, he'd run his, his days on radio, and they moved him from kissing to the wolf. And I guess they figured we'll just put him there as a side. That way we don't have to fire him or something. Mm. And uh, they moved him over to the Wolf. And what happened? They bought Bobby Bones in over there at Kissin'. Now, Bobby Bones does fine. And Bobby Bones is is good. But locally, Bobby Bones is not Bob Robbins. (laughs) All right? Just to let you know, he is not Bob Robbins. And I really get tired here in the the industry that that, uh, big radio companies – don't know their audiences and don't know their uh, uh, their cities that they've got radio stations in, and they just do things off of their seat of their pants and have no idea what they're doing, and they get rid of somebody like Robbins at Kissin', put him over on the wolf as a, as a ha- as just a, a has-been, and he turned around and had better ratings than Bobby Bones had. <laughs> so good for him. I just tell you, I was, I was proud of Bob for doing that. You know, I've lost two really good broadcasting friends over the years, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Robbins was a was a friend. I considered him a friend, but uh, the guy that I really lost as a friend uh, when I was over at another radio station was Ray Lincoln, and I lost Ray Lincoln. So I I lost two, what I would consider legends, uh, in my time here in in Little Rock, and of course Tommy has left now because of, of some medical problems, and that leaves me and Broadway Joe as the longest running uh, DJs here in the Central in the Oregon. city and i i was telling bob that and you know what i told him start the deadpool <laughs> start the deadpool you know what a deadpool is right you start betting on how long they're going to live <laughs> when they're going to die i think bob was 78 if i'm not mistaken when he passed away he had a heart attack over the weekend and uh, was not able to survive it so uh, my my condolences to his family and to uh, all of his fans, and of course, of course, those folks over at the Wolf that worked with Bob, because radio really is like family. You know, you get where you you're all family. You all get to know each other really, really well. And uh, it's like here, I'm I'm family with the people that are here. I know everybody. I like everybody, and uh, I like my producer. She does a great job. See her every Monday through Friday. The only person I see more than my producer is my wife. That's just just the way that uh, it is. That's kind of how it's supposed to work, I guess. Yeah, kind of. 
kinds of it's the way it's supposed to work so how was your weekend there mr rd hopper rd hopper oh, I is had here a good time. yeah uh, i went to dallas and helped my uh, son move a bunch of stuff out of a mini storage that that he'd just been wasting money on <laughs> for lack of better words so, one of those uh, things where you have 500 bucks into a, a, a worth of stuff in a mini storage that you're paying 800 a year for yeah it, yeah so uh, a so i got to it was a good excuse for me to go down and spend three days with my oldest son cool and uh so we went out to eat a few times and and uh kind of enjoyed the weekend did have a little work bar- on have the barbecue while you're there no, we ate uh, wow. hamburgers and steaks mainly. And, uh, we <laughs> well, went, steak in Texas kind of synonymous. Yeah, and uh, we went. So uh, I stayed at the Gaylord. So uh, we had a nice, nice place. place to get out and and run around in restaurants and uh, and went to a Guatemala restaurant there in town, which was a family restaurant, which was really good. So it had some good Tex Mex Mexican food at good stuff, Guatemala huh? restaurant. Yeah, it was really good. That's that's interesting. He didn't go to a Mexican restaurant. He went to a Guatemalan Well, that's what they had to, on have the Tex Mex. That's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> but that's what they had on the menu. It said, you know, it's a Guatemalan restaurant, so they're proud of their they're proud of their country and where they're from. Yeah. Then, then after I did that, I went over to the Tex Mex section on the menu. No. Oh, good. <laughs> well, it was like eating at home. It was family recipes. It was really good. All right. And your wife was glad you went. Gave her oh, yeah. gave her a break. You bet. <laughs> All things in moderation. That's what I tell young married couples. You know. <laughs> All right. Have both of you voted already? Nope. I'm planning no. To Paul has not. You haven't voted already? No. We want the last scoop before we go in. You know. <laughs> okay. We want, we want to know the latest. So you're going tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I might vote today, but. but probably tomorrow yeah i don't think any i've not heard of anything that is looking to break and usually by now if there's something that's going to break i know about <laughs> if it was going to make a difference you need to, yeah, you need to break it's it. going to happen right. there's uh, going to be a dossier comes out you no know. yeah speaking <laughs> dossier that's the first topic we'll talk about today uh in the seven o'clock hour let me let you know that at 705 robert steinbach will be here he's going to come in and ask for your vote i'm sure uh, in the uh, race that he's involved in. And then uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds is look, uh, looking to try to unseat Congressman Hill in District 2 will be in to talk to us. Then we take our break, and then at 9 o'clock and 9.05, uh, I've got Senator Bozeman on. He's going to come on and, and talk a little bit. i am be asking him about what the president said today over in Japan. Did you hear the president's big pronouncement today? Somebody asked him, would the United States stand in or step in militarily if the Japanese attacked Taiwan? And he said, yes. Mm-hmm. That's China never. That has never. That has never been the United States statement about Taiwan. It's always been that we would stand behind our ally there. Mm-hmm. But we don't have, you know, we don't have any kind of written material or anything but that's a strong statement it's a big strong statement i'm kind of glad that he said it because i think it's time to put chinese on on uh, notification of course his staff started walking it back uh by the time he walked away from the mic that he didn't mean what it sounded like (laughs) but uh anyway had that happen so that was that was a uh, a very 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 big deal so i'll be asking the senator about that and what he what he th- thinks about it or is there anything to think about it uh, because you got the president who says it then you have his staff who says well he did what the president really meant i i love 
when this happens, just because it reminds me when I was in the Air Force and I was a, I was in the uh, in public affairs. Uh, I was with Armed Forces Radio, but whenever I was back in the States, we didn't have a radio station to work at, so we went to PAO office, Public Affairs office. And uh, we always said that uh, we said what the, what the general really meant to say. Uh, right. and, 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 you know, <laughs> when he gets off script. They would, yeah, they would say something and say what the general really meant to say was. Sometimes that's strategic, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it's strategic. It is. And sometimes you wondered if it was a calculated move or if it was somebody just talking off the top of their head when it's basically. Okay, like, I'm being told that I, I must take a break right now. So we'll take a break. It's uh, 620. Don't forget about PI roofing. PI roofing's out, uh, ready to do the job needs to be done. I have, I don't know about you, but they finally quit calling me on my phone about wanting to walk on my roof out in Cabot and find out if there's hail damage. So, uh, but just keep this in mind. When somebody comes from out of state and they want to do work on your roof, uh, don't do it. Go with somebody who's been here in our state who's been doing a great job for over 20 years go with pi roofing pi roofing to do the job for you and do it right uh they did my roof about i guess it's been about eight weeks now eight weeks ago maybe a little longer and uh, it's in perfect uh, condition i'll tell you what after some of these huge downpours we've had over the last few weekends uh to be driving up to my house and i just watched the water run and off of it without any problem whatsoever i love that so uh, pi roofing will do the job nobody's walked my roof except for pi roofing that's how much i trust them call joel or veronica johnson at pi roofing at 501-707-3551 or visit them online piroofing.com this is the dave ellswick show 101.1 fm the answer okay so let me uh Make sure that you understand that Japan's not going to be attacking anybody anytime soon. I guess I said Japan uh, when I was talking about President Biden saying that the United States would protect Taiwan if Japan attacked them. Japan is not who we're worried about. Of course, it's China. China has their their China one kind of policy that Taiwan still belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give a nod of the head to Taiwan that they're an independent country we've never said that we are militarily tied to protect them but today that's exactly what the president said he said we would militarily uh, get into it with the Chinese if they tried to do anything to Taiwan so that was a big story sounds like it might have been an off the cuff statement by well, I don't know. Somebody asked him. One of the reporters asked him straight on, and he said, mm. "said it would if uh, China attacked Taiwan, would we, you know, would we protect Taiwan?" And he said, "Yes." That was his answer. That's a shot across the bow. I yeah. mean, that's good. And then when, once he said it, there ain't no taking it back then until you walk away from the mic and then your administration <laughs> tries to say what the president really meant to say. With the, All right. With a teleprompter. Really Here is the big story from over, over the weekend for you. Okay, Robbie Mook admitted that's a former campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. Uh, Mook basically testified, bracingly testified, that Clinton herself approved the campaign proposal to leak the back-channel smear to the media. That would be the, uh, of course, Steele dossier. 
I like that. It's just a file, all right? But we got to make it sound cool by using a British term, dossier. Um, she approved it that the campaign proposal to leak the back channel uh, smear to the media that enabled Durham, and he's the man who's back there trying to dig around and find out exactly what happened, to do exactly what he had hoped to do, play Sussman, who is the big uh, lawyer here, who was behind the dossier, uh, alleged false statement in a larger context of a Clinton-driven conspiracy. That's from the National Review. Uh, Reported by MSN, uh, Sussman has been charged with making a false statement to the FBI when he told former FBI General Counsel James Baker in September 2016, less than two months before the presidential election, that he was not doing work, quote, for any client, unquote, when he requested and attended a meeting where he presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. Special counsel John Durham's team alleges Sussman was in fact doing work for two clients, the Hillary Clinton campaign and a technology executive by name of Rodney Joffe, Following the meeting with Baker, Sussman billed the Clinton campaign for his work. Kind of hard to bill somebody for your work if you're not working for them. So there was absolutely no truth in any no, of it. No, none. There was no truth in it. And that's all you heard on, on ABC, man. NBC was Russian collusion. How many times has everybody heard Russian collusion and there was absolutely no truth in any of it now, listen so to what guy. listen to what james baker said all right james baker in testimony at the trial told jurors he would have treated the white paper and other material sussman gave him in september of 2016 much differently if he'd known that the fusion gps firm then working for the clinton campaign was involved that according to the new york post now, here's the key about all that. How would you have tra- treated it differently? Like, I'll have somebody else hand it off. I won't do it myself. <laughs> all right. I mean, just saying. Uh, anyway, the, the the Russian collusion, all that crap, now it's come around, and it firmly sits in Hillary Clinton's lap. And the DNC, the DNC yep. also, yeah. they spent a million dollars. Is what the article I read. They spent a million dollars to get false claims and feed it to the left media. And the media, far on the left, all they ate it up like the slop in the trough in the pigs that they are. So does this does this guy now need to wear a bulletproof vest and a and a a helmet to to avoid suicide? Just doesn't want to go to prison. No, No, I mean, does he need to wear a bulletproof vest to avoid suicide? No, no, no. Avoid suicide, you just don't go to prison. And besides that, they and lied on the they lied on the million dollars. They they falsely reported. Okay, hold on, we'll talk about it. All right, All we right. got to take a break and get to the news. That's coming right. up here on uh, the Dave Ellswick uh, show. So stay with us. We got a lot more yet to talk about here. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick show. Good to have you with us. It's a Monday. This is is this the last Monday of May? Uh, Do we, no, we got. We've got one no, more Monday, we right? We've got one more next week. Uh, just to let you know, this weekend, this week will be uh, a shortened week for the Dave Ellswick Show. Only four days, 
We're off Friday. Get ready for more Memorial Day coming up this weekend. And um, Linda and I had been thinking about going up to Branson. And then we changed our mind last night. We had some friends call us, and we got friends that used to live in this area that's coming back to visit people. And so we're going to stick around so we can say hi to them and catch up on times. They've been gone for a few years now, so be interesting to talk to them. They moved up. I think they live in Massachusetts. I feel sorry for them, but they like it up there. So anyway, uh, just so you know. But, uh, yeah, and we're not going to go. Okay, so the big story today, there's several big stories. Let me help you when you go to the water cooler today. One, Clinton, all right? That's the, big, that's the biggest story of all. That's the biggest story. Been proven that now, in, well, it's been brought out in court. won't say it's been proven yet. It is alleged that Hillary Clinton knew all about the uh, Steele uh, file or the dossier, as they want to call it, and uh, gave it to the media. And the media lapped it up like the bunch of pigs that they are <laughs> and, uh, and reported it and reported it and reported it and reported it. And then, then you got the, the House involved with it, and they, re- they, they just called in witness after witness after witness after witness after witness uh, from the side that said, since we did it, we'll tell you. We won't tell you that we did it, but we'll tell you what uh, what we thought was in it. <laughs> it was all politics. You know? Of course it that, was. That so, gave so, its credence. You so, know, what, what, Having the House doing all the hearings and everything just gave credence to all the lies that they paid for. The DNC paid for the lies. That is how the Democrats have been running it for years and years. But if I say October surprise, everybody knows what I'm talking about. I mean, it goes back to the Clinton days when they when they were running for office. Come up close to, to election, drop something that uh, will change last moment voters' ideas about what's, uh, what's going on. Is that what they're talking about? Mm-hmm. about Fox, like Fox is talking yeah. about it right now. So it's just, it's just a big no, story. About the, about the Taiwan thing. No, they're talking and about also, Taiwan. Right, right. And That's also number two. Also, they lied on the FEC paperwork showing how their money was spent on the campaign. They lied about where the million dollars went. So is Sussman just going to be the sacrificial goat? Is he going to be the one that does time for everybody well, else? The election's over. They beat Trump. They really don't care. Are they going to be? They a, don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, well you got to have. You got to put somebody in jail. Is it going to be um, Sussman that goes to jail, just like it was John Dean back in Watergate? Is that what's going to happen? I don't think anybody will go to jail. Oh, Sussman. He's he's you on his way. So? Yeah, he's got one foot in a cell right now. They're That's, they're measuring him for an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm I, surprised he's there's enough justice to put anybody, but they. DNC and Hillary Clinton paid a million dollars for a bunch of lies. Yeah, don't then, don't hold your breath that Hillary's oh, going to no, win no, an Hillary. orange jumpsuit. That yeah. ain't going to happen. So no, you're you're right. There's there'll be no real accountability for the people at fault. You know, the, 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 there'll there'll probably be a scapegoat, but uh, there always but, is. But the real people involved, the people that knew about it, and the sad thing is that they accomplished what they set out to do. Yes, they it did. It worked. Yeah, it was worth the money. Yeah, for them, they didn't. It didn't win them the White House, but it gave them the opportunity to hamstring the Trump White House for four years. Right, that's all you heard for four years, and it helped them beat him. So the DNC, it, I mean, about it, all they're saying is, "Hey, good job, guys." Can we say election fraud? Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, with yeah. with all we're talking about right now, if you talk to your friends, 
All right. Are they talking about the dossier still? Are they talking about uh, this Taiwan story that I just mentioned uh, this morning? Very first thing, well, I haven't talked to too many people, but I'm figuring that's not going to be the first thing on their lips. What do you think is the first thing on the lips of people right now when you talk to them? Uh, I don't know. I think I think $5 gas. You're exactly right. Or $4 gas here. Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. $4.59 nationwide. Num- number two, abortion. Yeah, that's probably right. That's, a number, that's, a big, that's, that's a, number two gas. It's not even it close, sad. though. It's not it's even sad. close. That the gas prices is getting uh, yeah. more more media more media attention than the possible reversal of Roe versus Wade, or at least turning it over to the states. Mm-hmm. But, well, it's not just about it's it not just about gas. Thing. It's about the economy in general. Right, right. We see our groceries going up. We see like I'm a landlord. Rent is going crazy right now. I think I bet you rent prices have have gone up forty or fifty percent in the last couple of years, maybe even more than that. Since Trump left office, a $100 buy of groceries now costs you $150. Mm. Wow. Think about that for and, a moment. And they're claiming, what, 3 or 4%? Um, $150. And they're only claiming, what, 6 or 8% um, inflation right now? That's a month. <laughs> That's a month? <laughs> yeah. All right. That just adds on to it. Well, oh, every yeah, month. it's insane when you when you see stuff that you were that you were paying two seventy five for, and now it's five dollars. Yeah, it's I've got uh, I've got some information here. I'll bring it to you as soon as I can. I got it. Socialism's expensive, guys. That's what I tell people. Socialism's expensive. And the sad thing is, is the family businesses. Uh, have to turn a certain amount of volume to cover overhead, and when you co- raise the overhead, yeah, then they're taking they're taking yeah, they're family taking, businesses out. They're taking a big, big right. So, sometimes it's hit. it's it's you've got half the business you do is just makes helps you break even, and when if if people no, stop doing lucky. as much business, then then sometimes you you can't even break even. It's not even half the business. Yeah, now, a lot of times you're lucky if your 97% covers mm-hmm. bills and you got 3% yeah. profit. I liked the sign I saw. You know, Harry Truman said the buck cent stops here. Mm. On Biden's desk, it says the 87 cent stops here. Because <laughs> that's about what a dollar's worth right oh. now. <laughs> Man, is it worth you got to think a little bit here, Paul. Come <laughs> on, I know it's early much? in the morning. Early in the morning. Is All right. Worth- CBS, okay, not the bastion of conservative news, all right, says America's mood is uneasy and worried amid uh, continued inflation and stock market declines. Large majorities describe their mood as such, and the percentage who call the economy bad has hit highs for the Biden presidency. The number who say things in the country are going badly overall is at the highest level of President Biden's tenure, too, as pessimism about the market, the economy, and prices drives views looking forward and outweighs optimism about both jobs and coronavirus. Uh, Right now, Americans are facing one daily shock after another. Gas prices have exploded with record high after record high over the last three weeks. Your monthly 401k statement makes you winch. What a $100 bought you at the grocery store during the Trump era 
now costs closer to $150, and no amount of uh, happy talk about the unemployment rate or this or that can paper over the everyday trauma of everyday life in Joe Biden's failed America. CBS? Oh! CBS? Oh, wow! Just saying. The unemployment rate is always fictitious because all these people they've got working for the state, working for the federal government, and all the people that's on the that's that's on all these government programs are not looking for the job when you got your rent paid your health insurance paid and and a cell phone you don't need a job anymore well, especially when you sell drugs on the side and the government has made that incredibly profitable but it's it is a mess though but what what else should we expect when the government spent money like drunken sailors with with free credit cards that they stole from somebody and um over the last couple of years with COVID, and they shut down so many businesses. And so we, we've got money flowing around like crazy, and we have a, a lot of production that is behind um, a schedule. And so, yes, we've got too much money chasing too little goods. So what does the media do? They don't want you thinking about all of this as you go to the polls for the primaries and they're, and I'm going to tell you this is going to get worse they're going to they're going to throw stories left and right up that they're trying to make big stories that really is nothing to worry about the newest one today is monkeypox you've heard about monkeypox right mm-hmm. yeah they're saying that you know this is how bad it is there are 80 cases in the world oh Get your monkeys vaccinated. Yeah, you better get ready. I mean, are we going to? It's time to have a. It's time to have another shutdown. Oh, I'm just telling you, we need to close it all down because the monkeypox problem with it with it is that monkeypox uh, is very easily treatable, and pe- most people don't die from it. Mm. So, eighty cases. But I'm just saying, you know, here's what happens for. News media, they'll use any other news story that they can figure out that they can use to take your eyes away from the big stories that are out there. The um, the folks that are up there in the uh, in, in the Capitol and up in the White House will figure out some way of doing bread and circuses like the Romans used to do to get your mind off of what's really serious and what isn't. Just keep that, that in mind. Yeah. Where does that come from? Go read up about Nero. All right, then you'll right. figure no, out what that's it, all about. It's a distraction. We've got that's exactly what it is. It's just distraction. Well, like we've got we've got things that are really serious going on, but government builds parks. They have big football stadiums or baseball stadiums, taxpayer funded or subsidized, and and yet we have very serious crime problems and government corruption problems that are not being addressed. It's kind of like what they, how they R D. I think you agree with this. It's just the way a magician does. A magician does everything he does with sleight of hand. Distraction. By distracting you to look over here, he's doing the the trick over on the other yeah, place. Why, why, do, why right? do they have Why do they have this flashy girl with hardly any clothes on distracting you? While because they while, know what I look at. While while the while the magician <laughs> is doing his, his his fake sleight of hand thing, and what I think every red blooded American male probably would look at. 
Yeah, whenever all this stuff's coming out, I, you know, I've heard my wife say, I wonder what's really going on in the world that they're trying to hide right yep, now. Yep, I what's agree with that as well. When they're putting out all this nonsense that nobody cares about, it's like, I wonder what's really going on. Wouldn't you like to be able to sit in the Oval Office and hear the real different questions that are being asked do you think that yeah. oval, do you, oval do you office? think they'd actually talk about that kind of thing well, in front of the uh, no <laughs> you know what happens in the state also i mean they talk about well we can't do this right now because it'll steal the thunder of something else or this that and the other so and one thing that politicians know is people have a very short attention yes, span and very short and a memory. very short memory so if you're going to do something doing something real bad real quick and then don't worry about it. In six months, everybody will be talking about the Super Bowl and forget about it. In 2024, <laughs> Biden may have 80% approval rating. I'm just saying. It could happen. I don't, uh, you know, where he's at right now, he's at the lowest juncture, almost the lowest of any American president right now well, so, as far as well, so his we, approval so rating. Should, should we look for gas prices to fall here in the next Two, three, four. Probably not before the November election. No, I don't think so. You don't think they're. I don't, don't think, think that's going to happen. Pull that off, huh? No, I do, I do not. E- even to even to buy the elections, you no. don't think they're smart enough to do they that? They don't have enough reserves. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, when we come back, the San Francisco Chronicle has asked the Archbishop of the Catholic Church to resign. Why? We'll talk about it when we get back <laughs> here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Mentioned them earlier in this hour, PI Roofing. They're the people I uh, use to fix my roof. I first bought the house that I have in uh, Cabot, oh, about 20, how long has it been now? 24 years ago. And I put a new roof on it about two years in, and I just put another roof on it here just about eight weeks ago. And both times, it was done by PI Roofing, and both times, they did a great job. Now, there was a little problem with the felt uh, the first time they did it. It looked like it had waves in the roof. It was really kind of weird looking. Uh, when I called PI Roofing and told them, hey, there's something not exactly right, they came out and looked at it. The next day, there was a crew on my roof, tore the whole roof off, put a whole new roof in. took them about a day to do all of that, and uh, my roof was perfect. They stand behind what they put on your roof. Going to give you a 10-year absolutely no-leak policy and give you a, you know, a 25-year uh, warranty on the roof itself. So bottom line is you put your next roof on with PI Roofing, should be the last roof you put on your house because most of you aren't going to keep it for 25 years. All right, break, and then we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, it's uh, nine minutes until uh, the top of the hour. Coming up at 7.05, Robert Steinbach uh, is going to stop by to talk to us on the day before Election Day and give us uh, probably his final uh, you know, statement for your, for your vote to get you to vote for him. And uh, then we'll hear from Colonel Conrad Reynolds, who's running against uh, Congressman Hill. I'm uh, sure we'll hear... Uh, from him asking for your vote, your vote as well. Fox News uh, reports that San Francisco Archbishop Salvador, uh, I don't know how he pronounces his last name, announced Friday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is barred from receiving communion due to her pro-abortion stance. Sounds that reasonable. marks an uh, 
escalation in a decades-long tension between the Roman Catholic Church and liberal Democratic politicians on abortion. Uh, The Archbishop has written to the California Democrat informing her that she should not present herself for Holy Communion at Mass and that priests will not distribute communion to her if she does present herself. Uh, from uh, Town Hall, Spencer Brown, in full transparency, Town Hall is owned by Salem. Spencer Brown as the letter from the Archbishop outlines the church in her home district has apparently tried to meet with her about her stance on abortion. Again, one that is far outside of Catholic teaching and uh, what Roe v. Wade allowed and even what a majority of Americans support. Last May, the Archbishop warned that prominent Catholics who continue to support abortion and even worse, use their Catholic faith to justify their stance, are you listening, Mr. President, ought to be denied Holy Communion. This is bitter medicine, said the Archbishop, uh, but the gravity of the evil of abortion can sometimes warrant it. And then from Twitter, being libertarian, there are people who are boycotting communion with the Catholic Church because of Nancy Pelosi being denied communion for her stance on abortion. Government is some people's God. All right. So there you go. Government seems to be most people's God. That's got a lot. That's got that. There's a lot right there. And then I said the. The San Francisco Chronicle major newspaper, the major newspaper in San Francisco today, said that the archbishop should leave the Catholic Church. There shouldn't be any principles in religion, should there? I guess not. not. Yeah, I guess there not. Be any principles? If, if, you, if you can't, yeah, I mean, you're not going to, you can't use your religion to, 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 um, to um, um, educate your moral values? I mean, about... Imagine uh, that. God's word ought to be the foundation of your life um, and the basis that. of what you make decisions Should off be. of. Be. Right. Well, I mean, we all make mistakes and we all sure. don't we all fall short from time to time, but the God's word should be the foundation of this country and our families. Well, it's, but but that that's part of the thing that's kind of frustrating though is that so many um uh, I've heard so many of your of your religious leaders and your elderships and your and such, they don't want um, the the moral issues involving politics, re- revolving around politics, to be discussed in a in a um, re- in a church setting. And and it's you know that's that's a that's part of morality. If you're going to teach right from wrong, that's part of it. I'm well, s- it also happens to be the teachings of the church you say you have, you subscribe to about abortion, right? About and abortion, yeah. And, and that's and that's um, and it's just. I mean, People think they can vote for a Democrat, too, without supporting abortion. Listen, the the Democratic Party, the DNC, they have a platform. That's their holy communion. Yeah, that's their platform. Read the platform. Read the platform. When you vote for a Democrat, those Democrats have taken an oath to support the platform that they are running on. So I do not see how a Christian, I'll go ahead and say it, can vote for a Democrat. I do not see how, how a Christian can vote for a Democrat. How dare read the you plat- say the truth? Re- read the platform, and, and my and what I feel bad about is someday, you know, you might need to ask forgiveness for it, because if you support abortion, might and uh, and homosexuality, then uh, I don't know. 
Well, and some of this stuff is just it's just absolute nonsense. But but I think that's part of the problem is that in so many cases, the religious training that some of these ministers have doesn't include basic philosophical ideology in regards to politics. And so, well, politics is just this little thing off to the side here. You can vote whoever you want to, whatever makes you feel good, whatever, whatever um, promotes well, whatever that, now, things that you may like. Be, that may be some. But when it comes to the Archbishop of, in San Francisco, <laughs> no, they actually good for him. You know, no, good for that, him. That is one thing about he the said, Catholic. That is the teaching of the Catholic Church. Hey, the Catholic Church has always been, been involved pro life in that I know of. Right? No, I think I think the Catholic Church was was um, more um, proactive in this issue than probably any other organization um, early on. Whereas they, a lot a lot of your um, your um, uh, Protestants didn't really get on board with the abortion thing for a while. No, no. Um, Does Catholics still believe in like traditional marriage, like a boy and a girl? I think most yeah. do. Yeah, I think I think for the most part. I think there's been some. I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the Roman know. Catholic Catechism is. I'm not Roman Catholic, so I have no idea. Well, but I do know this: they are pro-life. And their yeah, pro-life yeah. goes from sure. being, you know, pro-life about unborn children and pro-life that they're against the death penalty. They are against the death penalty. That's, All right, that's, that's another. It carries too, over but. to their their discussion about the death penalty as well. Well, good for him. All right, he we did. got a little bit of a break here. Let's get that in. Uh, we probably have another political ad that we want to play, and we'll do that too. Then coming up right after 7 o'clock, Robert Steinbach will be with us. He'll be in to talk about what he believes in and what he'll stand for if he gets through the primary and gets through the general election and becomes a, uh, a, a state house representative here in the state of Arkansas. Stick around. We've got a lot more coming your way. All right, here we are back now into the second hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday of a shortened week. Many of you, like myself, will not have to work on Friday because it is Memorial Day weekend. Don't expect Saturday to see any kind of a uh, of a car and truck doctor show live. We will not be here Saturday. There will be a special that will play in its place just so you know a special car and truck doctors uh will happen but uh, we won't be in the studio this saturday we will the following saturday until the fourth of july weekend and then we'll take another saturday off just the way it works so the weather you know, supposed to be nice this weekend as i yeah it's supposed to be beautiful this weekend so. i've been reading nothing but good things i mean mid 80s sunshine i can't ask for much better i might try to take a cell phone out yeah. out or something you're going to go out to Lake Maumelle? Um I may actually go to Cruise Ferry. I'm not sure. We'll oh, yeah. you go up there and, yeah, and I've got zip a, around? I've got a sailboat that I built. I've, I'd like to kind of Oh, I thought you had a catamaran or I something. Do. Oh, I do. You this, still got I, it? Well, I've got, I've, got, um, I've got a catamaran that I own, that I bought, and I've got one that I built. It's a 24-foot stainless steel. Yeah, you got to see you know, what 
what Paul does. Paul, <laughs> Paul, they take pictures of him. He's one of those guys that's like up on the pontoon, and he's up in the air, and he's pulling on the yeah, sail. I do, you know, I, I do that sometimes. Yep. Going around. How high do you get above the water? Well, I mean, sometimes I go all the way over. So, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, it's a cat- part of the game, right? It'll it'll be part of the game. With, don't talk well, like that. Because well, with, now, with 16 and 18-foot 18, 18 catamarans, they're designed to go over. I don't bring up that you try to go underwater and breathe, okay? Well, that was, that was only once. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank goodness it almost was only for one time. <laughs> yeah, you know, luckily, you survived that. I'm probably the only person you'll ever know who has drowned and come back to talk to you about it. Yeah, it's it's. So. No, so, so with, with catamaran sailing, that's, that's kind of a normal thing with the smaller boats that you fly a hull is what we call it. Just and, being uh, honest, Paul so get, tried to breathe underwater. Get to get, uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get the hull two or three feet out of the water maybe. Okay, and, sure. um, and that, it's kind of a thrill. And and catamarans are fast boats, so if you get a, get a halfway decent breeze, and you can really go fast with them. Yeah, cool. It's All fine. Right. Do you do that like when you're over on Lake Maumel or up in Heber Springs? Yeah, yeah. Paul, if you have any difficulty getting a breeze, and sometimes that is a problem, yeah. just get a room full of lawyers oh, to stand right. on the edge of the, <laughs> the lake. Get a room full of politicians. Right. All right. We let, we let, we let anybody come into the morning show. <laughs> no and, kidding. Uh, no kidding. R.D. Hopper is sitting there in the middle of you're watching on Facebook. That guy at the very end, that is Robert Steinbach. Even law professors. Huh? Even. That is Even exactly right. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that we don't have Robert here today as adding anything to what we're talking about. Today, he comes in a political way. Oh, I thought I was just a net negative. No. Some people claim that. No, yeah. <laughs> all right. He is running yes, for office. All yes, right. Sir. He's wanting to be a state representative. He's got to get through the primary first before That's he right. can get to the general. The uh, primary election is tomorrow. And if you haven't voted, you have through the about 7 o'clock tomorrow to make uh, it known. Uh, the Republicans have been turning out in force. That's a, that's a good thing. Last I heard, uh, this was earlier last week, uh, a little over 100,000 people have voted. Wow. Wow. Now, I do recommend early voting only because I hear the weather is not going to be so nice. No, on it's Tuesday. supposed to pour tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, like so an inch yeah. and a half of rain tomorrow. So if you have a chance to go to one of those early voting stations, usually in libraries, do they try still to have early voting on Mondays. I, I thought there was early voting yes, today. There, yes, there, okay. it's yes. still going. I yes. I asked that question too because it seems to me there was a time past, when you could not vote on on the day before. But yeah, you can vote. Yeah, I think in the past there was a there's a one day break. Mm. I think it was for the election workers. Now here's but, here's the, the only thing that the Dave Ellswick show does today. I'll allow politicians to come on. Mm. Starting starting tomorrow, right? When voting's going, you cannot make a last minute. Gotcha. You know. But please vote for me. Right. You know we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. All right. So we're gonna have Robert on this half hour, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna shut up in a moment so we can let him talk. Then at seven thirty-five, we've got Colonel uh, Reynolds coming on, who's mm-hmm. running against uh, Congressman Hill mm-hmm. for District Two. And then at nine o'clock, when I come back, when we get my second. Uh, my second second wind, wind. yeah mm-hmm. i'm going to have uh, senator bozeman on at 905 and then i'm still waiting but i had heard that there's a good chance that uh, 
Congressman Hill will be coming on. I've been contacted. I was contacted earlier about it, right. and then I I sent them thing today saying, "Hey, you guys coming on or not?" Because there's other people asking to get on, so I can't just uh, tell them no. So we're waiting to see what's going to happen. I'll give them to the end of this half hour. So Robert, yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Always good to be here, Dave. You get to make your final, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, begging. For their vote type of thing, let's turn it over to you. What are what are the issues that you think are most important that people need to be thinking about as they go to the polls today and, of course, Election Day tomorrow? Yeah, that's, that's really the prime question. Safety and security, Dave. Our community really has an issue with crime and safety. And I think that is one, one of the things government doesn't do is many things well, right? The government can't be the jack of all trades, but everybody shows up with their little uh, uh, tin cup saying, I need you to pay gov- taxpayer money for this, and I need you to pay taxpayer money for that, and I need you to support Carvana or other private industries with taxpayer money. And, and, I, no. and it's, it's, it's one of those things that, the, a lot of these things may be good causes, but Absolutely. it isn't the role of government. That's 100% percent like correct. Children Paul. need to eat, but it ain't, it ain't the government's job to feed children. Well, and, and here's the thing. Whether or not you believe in some minimal safety net, and I do, the, the point is that everybody tries to make some claim that everything they do is an emergency. Supporting Carvana, the, that business, that ain't no emergency. But the government gave a million dollars to – the state government gave a million dollars to Carvana. Why? Because my primary opponent works on the Arkansas Economic Development Commission that gave them a check for a million dollars. And we ain't never going to see that money back. But let's get back just for a moment to the primary issue, safety and security. And what I want to do is I want to put state cops patrolling our streets. Why are they only essentially on the highways? That doesn't have to be. There's no law that requires that. That's a vestige of history where local police took over the patrolling of the streets and everybody said, okay, But the okay doesn't have to be okay because guess who makes that call? The state makes that call. The the legislature makes that call. The legislature speaks for the people. So I want to increase our safety and security with money we have, with resources that we have, and create joint task forces. There was a joint task force with Little Rock Police before King Scott became mayor. So we can restore safety and security to our communities. Incidentally, I've spoken to people, of course, all the time now during the campaign, and people recognize my voice. Why? Because I'm on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM. You know what I realized? I've n- literally never heard the voice of my opponent. Have you? I've never heard. I don't know what he sounds like. He does commercials on your show. Not him. Not him. Somebody, they, they have a professional talker. They have a professional talker. I have never heard. The, I've go to, I go to forums. I go to community meetings. I go to all these things to show up. He, he's actually missed those that he was scheduled to be at. I, I don't know if he sounds like a gerbil or if he sounds like Darth Vader. I have no idea. Because when you run a Biden basement strategy, that's what it is. Who's that guy? That's what people say to me. Who's that guy? So, 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 how, so how would you implement a, a program for state police? Would you maybe send them to hot spots or what's the I think that's exactly right look at look at Paul on the ball <laughs> you, you you know you don't just send them everywhere you look at the hot spots you know we have a real problem for example in Pleasant Valley Pleasant Valley is a wonderful community I'm sure you guys know it but surrounding Pleasant Valley are some neighborhoods with a fair amount of crime and every night 
They come into Pleasant Valley, and there are break-ins in cars. There are break-ins in homes. It's downright dangerous. A friend of mine who just moved out of Pleasant Valley, left the area, went to North Little Rock. He, why? Because he said, I heard gunshots almost every night. Now, we can't. That's unsustainable. So That sounds well, like where I live. I live yep. out in the country. We hear gunshots all the time. Right. We don't, we don't care anything about the right. right. exactly. But we're not concerned that the neighbor just got shot. That's right. They're, 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 they're shooting at a different kind of sport. Right. Yeah, 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 different, so anyway, go ahead. No, yeah, no, that's but great. that's go something ahead. that's gone on for years. I, I know several state troopers from, from the type of business that I am and people I sure. come in contact with. And the state troopers were helping out in Pulaski County and that's in right. Little Rock for years, 20 or 30 years, because of drug drug task force and they would come in and they'd work together they would share information that's right but they were told that they were no longer wanted that's to exactly work right. with them because they were stepping on people's toes and they were crossing boundaries that they didn't want cross so all politics yes exactly all. Right so on. the state troopers helped for many years that's in right. Pulaski county but they were asked to step out that their help was not wanted rd is right on the money as was Paul. And here's the difference, though, in terms that's politics. I don't play politics. Oh, well, we don't want to step on the toes. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. Guess what? If you pass a law, it is. It is. So if the law. That's right. That's right. So if we pass a law and we put the state troopers where we want them to be, where the people want them to be, no politician, no leftist King Scott or the leftist sheriff who's not going to win re-election, by the way, in Pulaski County. You've got the cup here for Blue Keller. He's going to win. Those people are going to also want us to come in, but irrespective, irrespective, let's say the worst of the worst happens and the Democrat wins those two positions. Doesn't matter if the state legislature says otherwise, because guess what? Counties and cities exist at the pleasure of the state. We brought them into this world and we can take them out. Now, of course, we're not going to undo the creation of those municipalities, but what we will do is say, our state police shall be where our state legislature says they'll be. If you don't do your job, we will see that it gets done one That's way exactly or another. Right. That's it. Remember what Trump did, right, when he was putting <laughs> troops on the border and stuff. He said, listen, we're going to get it done one way or the other. Governor Abbott down in Texas, right? He said, if the, if, if the Biden administration ain't going to get it done, we're going to get it done. And he's putting people on buses. He says, listen, you want to have open borders? We'll ship them to you. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We, we don't really want those people in our cities. That's right. That, that's the beauty of the left, right? They, the, the left always tells you what you should do, Paul, not what they should so, do. So the left doesn't really like brown people. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Of course not. All right. We got to get a break in. We're going to come back. And uh, Robert Steinbach is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Typically, he's here to talk about all issues that we want to talk about. But today, uh, he is here as a politician. He is here running for office. He's asking for your vote. We'll hear more of what he has to say when we come back. Remember, he is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the School of Law or of the university to which uh, the Bowen School subscribes. 
UALR. All right. Uh, Pat Davis wants you to know he can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance. Doesn't matter who your provider is. This will work with any provider in the nation. No co-pays. Cut back on those deductibles that you're having to pay so that's not just killing you. I mean, why have health insurance if you're never going to use the health insurance because your deductibles are so big that you're paying the deductible before you ever can get to your health insurance? That just doesn't make sense to me. So call Pat. Let him uh, show you how to get past that. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. How about getting a check from the hospital instead of you sending a check to the hospital? That can happen as well. Yourhealthplanman.com on the Internet. Again, yourhealthplanman, one word, dot com. Hey, we lost an Arkansas legend and radio over the weekend. Uh, Bob Robbins passed away over the weekend. And again, my condolences to his family. I got to know Bob during 9-11 after it, and we were at several events together, and it was really great to uh, be out there. He was a man who loved his country, and uh, he will be sorely missed. He, he really will. If you hadn't heard about it, you know, Bob uh, Robbins uh, passed away. I think he was 78 years old 78 years old and was over at the wolf had been at kissing and i won't go into that whole story i already, <laughs> already talked about it at the on the first hour but uh, bottom line is we'll we'll be sorry not to hear his voice early in the morning any longer yeah it's sad yeah, it was a just sad thing he had yeah. a heart attack He's, he always seemed away. like a common man he was he was a yeah. nice he's just a nice guy and yeah. And uh, like a lot of us, just happen to fall into radio, you know, yeah. just the way it does. All right, Robert Steinbach is here. He's running for office. we got six minutes left for him. It's all yours, Robert. Well, thank you. Uh, one thing that I would like to mention, I, I discussed before the break about my primary goal, and it's mm-hmm. about safety and security. But I also want to talk to you about my status in the community, what I do, and, uh, and how people uh, look upon what I do. I've been working with the state legislature for 10 years now, helping them write laws. I see Paul down at the state legislature every time we're in session as well. And he, there was one, I don't even remember what it was, Paul, but Paul had a great bill. I think it was the last session that we talked about. I can't remember if we got something done on that or not. But the point simply is that the legislature is not only those who are elected. Right. It's those people that come down and help and are involved and know how it works. Right. So we, we, we both go down and we, we, we right. have bills we want to have promoted by, by various legislators. And so this would, this would put you in a position where you don't have to get, find a legislator to file the bill for you. You That's can actually exactly file right. it yourself. That's exactly right. right. And I'm ready to start on day one. And just yesterday, the Democrat Gazette, which is a conservative newspaper, don't let the word Democrat throw you off. That actually means what it's meant to mean, democracy. Uh, the, the Democrat Gazette has endorsed me in my primary race. Very unusual, by the way. Uh, And they said yesterday, here's a guy, this is what they said, here's a guy who's been legislating before he's a legislator, Mm -hmm. right? He's been passing bills, meaning Rob Steinbuck has been passing bills before he's even elected to office. And they, in in a previous endorsement for the same race, but about a week ago, they said every legislature needs a Rob Steinbuck. I'm really proud of that. I really am. (laughs) Of course, I've been endorsed by a, a half dozen sitting conservatives state senators. I don't know if that's ever been done in the contested primary. Endorsed by Arkansas Right to Life, gun owners of, of Arkansas, uh, reopen Arkansas. Right. So the, the list just keeps on going. 
So my primary opponent just put out an ad saying that he's been endorsed by the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, he, uh. right. Here's the funny part about that. Now you clearly have a choice, meaning I might have paid for that ad if he didn't. I might have paid for an ad to say my opponent has been endorsed by the Chamber of Commerce. But rather than me paying for it, he paid for it. The Chamber of Commerce, as you all know, is the paid mouthpiece of mega corporations. 25 years ago, it wasn't. 25 years ago, it represented people like you, R.D. It represented my father, who was a small businessman for 25 years. But what what happened was... So they would grow, and then there'd be a bunch of small business, and one some business is kind of medium. They had a little bit more voice, right, because they brought a little more money. And then, then a large one. And guess what? Walmart, Tyson's, and, and the real estate industry took over the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce, and they are paying for elected officials. They are in their back pocket. So if you want taxpayer money given by the organization on which my opponent works, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, to the Chamber of Commerce to give away to mega corporations from out of state that gets thrown away, lost, and competes against local business, well, you should vote for the other guy. If you want Arkansas money to stay in the pockets of taxpayers where it belongs, vote Steinbuck today or tomorrow. Vote Steinbuck today or tomorrow. They love more federal money coming in. They want all the subsidies, all the programs, all the federal money that they can get. So, well, here's the irony: I'll take federal money if they can if they can get it. Why? Not because I think it's efficient use of money, but <coughs> excuse me, I want Arkansas to to be a receiver, not a not a supplementer of New York and California and that kind of thing. So, in the grand scheme of things, until we get that fixed. I'll take federal money, sure, but this I, is the opposite. Right. This is taking state money and sending it out of state to companies like Carvana. Million dollars sent by my primary opponent to Carvana. Never will we get it back. As Trent Garner, state senator, said, the biggest flop around and our money is gone. <laughs> it's absolutely well, gone. They do it for steel mills and everything else. It's seldom sure. a, good, well, a, it's, a good investment. And the, the sad thing is, is any time that they're given to a larger corporation like that, they're working against smaller family businesses because that big corporation is at a car auction, just for the example that you're talking about, buying you cars. Right. And they're buying cars against their opponents, and they're using their opponents' taxpayers' money to compete against right. their That's opponents. it. People like you, R.D., are <laughs> financing out-of-state opponents. All right. We got a minute to go. Let me just turn to Robert and say you got a website, a Facebook page, or whatever. I Make do. sure you get it in. Yes, uh, Steinbuck for Arkansas. And it's spelled the German way: S T E I N B U C H for F O R Arkansas dot com. And I'm on Facebook. Uh, um, it's at Steinbuck for Arkansas, or my personal is at Rob Steinbuck. Just type in Robert Steinbuck, and you're going to find it. All right, take a look at it. Today and tomorrow, last days to vote for the primary. Keep that in mind and, uh, you know, go vote your conscience. That's what I always tell people. we got to take a break, and then we'll be back with more. And uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds will be joining us in the next half hour. Don't forget uh, Senator Bozeman at 9.05 at 9.35. It does look like Congressman French Hill will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, I think that we should make a, a call to God because uh, it's supposed to rain hard tomorrow afternoon, and that sounds like voter suppression to me. 
<laughs> I'm just saying we should be complaining to God about that. I'm surprised so, the Democrats aren't holding a press conference well, on Well, they it. can try to file a lawsuit if they want. <laughs> they might do it. All right, Colonel Conrad Reynolds is here, as you know. Uh, he's been on several times. He is running for uh, District 2. He wants to be United States Congressman of Arkansas. He's running against the incumbent, uh, French Hill, and uh, we're giving him this time to come in and make his final appeal uh, to you, the voters, today and tomorrow, the last days to vote during the primary. So if you haven't voted, go vote. Over 100,000 people have voted. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Most of those, by the way, Democrats. Dem- uh, the, the excitement behind the vote is definitely oh democrats republicans what i meant to say uh is republicans uh is behind republicans uh nationally uh the democrats are running about eight percent behind right right i was gonna say man i I think republicans uh, are running like 10 percent above what they did in 2018 at the the primary the republican primary votes that are being cast yeah Uh, and people are excited to get out and vote they want to no they're no they're 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 angry i wonder how many democrats are crossing over to vote in the republican primaries right now a lot because they don't like biden any more than anybody else (laughs) they gotta you gotta put a halt to what the man's doing okay I'm using your time. That's okay. You I can mean, use get my out time. Because I've Go just ahead. got a few things to say. I've talked to all your listeners, and they've heard me many, many times on this show. Yes, uh, they have. And, and thank you for <laughs> letting me come on and let, and let them know a little bit about me and who I am. But I have a question for you, Dave. Yeah. You've known me for how long? Oh, gosh. It's, it's got to be, what, 15, 17 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what's been my name? Colonel? I always call you Colonel that's Conrad right. Reynolds. That's right. That's it. That's my name. Will they not put you on the ballot as Colonel this year? No, no, no. But that's that's what my opponent, Mr. Hill, has been kicking a big deal out of, the fact that I put Colonel and then I dropped it, okay, as a name. And so that's my name change. Dark money and name change. We knew, we, we knew early on that they were going to make a big deal out of the name the name thing. Uh-huh. And uh, because we had some of our supporters give us a call back in January, February. February, I guess it was. And they said, listen, uh, we're getting calls from French Hill's campaign, apparently. They're trying to find out about you know your your name. How does that resonate? So we knew they would probably use that as a dirty trick, as the October surprise, if you will. Yeah. Here early in May, uh, they would use that again. Try to use that and make some kind of hay out of it. It's ridiculous. Whenever you've been on my show, right? I always called you Colonel Reynolds. Uh, 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 now the, I do that, of course, because I was in the military. I know the man was a colonel. He's a retired colonel. I'm going to call him colonel. That's what I'm going to call well, him. Well, I have that title for life, and, and that's just the way it is when you retire. But, but anyway, bottom line is that they're trying to make hay out of that, and dark money forces. I don't know the group that is putting on some of these ads. Well, but you can't even talk to them. No, 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 nothing. But I do know the name of it. It's called Drain the D.C. Swamp. So, hey, if they want to drain the D.C. Swamp and help me, that's fine. That means that that uh, Mr. Hill's a swamp creature, and they're trying to get rid of him, so I'm happy about that. Okay. Uh, but listen, I won't tell everybody, please go vote. I mean, you've told them t- time and time again, I'm going to tell them. The primary is the most important election we have right now to be able to get rid of these rhinos, and we have to do that. And we can make a change, but we've got to go vote. So I encourage everybody, and get your friends and family. Go vote. 
Well, that's, what, in, that's what that's what we're going to do. In many of these races, the primary is the race. So just just be aware. Study Thank your, you for saying study, that. I try to be quiet your, during the primary. Time yeah, study so your go ahead. Study your candidates, and but for many of these races, the primary is the race. And so if you don't vote in the primary, you won't even get a chance to vote um, on on the candidate. So so yes, and so this is the time to to make your decision between French Hill and um, Colonel Reynolds, and and so that's that's just kind of where we're at. And there's so many other races across this state that if you want to vote in the race at all, you have to vote in the primary. So study your candidates and vote. That's it. I mean, there's voter guides out there. There's, but there's nothing better than meeting somebody. And that's what I've tried to do since I got in this race. I have gone everywhere. I mean, we leave at 4 in the morning. We're at Daybreak Donuts and BB to, uh, I mean, all of I go to Prim. I go to, um, you know, uh, Wilburn. And, uh, hey, there's, they need, they've got a say in it, too. And I wanted to make sure that they knew me and they knew what I stood for. Because I'm not a rhino, but Mr. Hill is. I didn't vote for the January 6th commission. He did, right? I mean, these are the things that Mr. Hill has done. He he wants to get everybody's attention away from what he's actually voted for, the National Vaccine Database. And he'll say it's not a database. It is. It's exactly what it is. And what's going on with the WHO right now, we better be glad, hope that that never, ever passes that this uh, this vaccine database. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But Mr. Mr. Hill is going to lose. He's going to lose tomorrow night. We're going to have a victory party. If anybody wants to come to our victory party, please just send me a text at 501-339-9000. Is That's, your house big enough? Uh, uh, no, it's not going to be at my house. It's right here in Little Rock, 339-9000. And if you want to go, we'll send you a flyer, and it's free, and you just come in for – it's probably going to be from 830 to, you know, Nine thirty, ten o'clock, and we should know by then uh, what the final results are. But we're pre- we feel very strong that uh, the people of Arkansas are fed up uh, with people like French Hill. Well, I'll be talking to you tomorrow night because I'll be on the air. Oh yeah, you know, this is the radio station you come to when you want to know what's going on with the politics. So uh, starting at eight, Alan Kerr and I will be on the air. I think. Oh, uh, great. I think Robert Steinbach is going to come in as well, depending on how tired he is from campaigning. But uh, he'll be here as well, and we'll be t- we'll be keeping you up to date on what's going down. Yeah, I got another question for you. What do you think about the, the uh, Roby Brock's poll on the second district uh, from our race? The latest. There's not one. He hasn't published anything on it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? So that's why the, I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, that's right. All the other ones he has, governor, senator, all that, but nothing on the second district. Have you talked to him about it? Uh, no. No. I, I waited to see if he'd come on yesterday, but uh, nothing. So what does that tell you? I call it IPP, Incumbent Protection Program. They're ensuring that uh, – they're ensuring <laughs> – IPP, I like that's that. That's right. It's the IP, and then the, the journalistic voter suppression, J. J JVP, that's the other one that goes on. And we, what we see is that's happening here. They're, this is perhaps going to be the biggest news story in Arkansas because with just a little bit of money, I'm going to beat an incumbent who's been here eight years, and it is a big story. I'm the Dave Bratt of Arkansas. That's what, how big the story is going to be. But nobody wants to cover it. They don't want to touch it. And that's why you're going to see them f- fight tooth and nail and try to get as many commercials on anything they can get on uh, to try to, to dampen my message. But my message is we need to change, and we need to change now. And if the people want it, go vote. And, uh, and I'm going to be your voice in Congress, and you, you, uh, uh, you, you will not be disappointed in me. All right. We're going to get our break in, and then when we come back, 
I'm going to ask the uh, I'm going to ask Conrad. I'm going to ask the Colonel. Okay, I'm going to say it the way this. I'm going to I'll ask Colonel Reynolds if he'll not just name the issues that he thinks are the most important ones when you go stand in the voting booth. We'll talk about that when we return. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's find out what's going down with the Travs. Here we go. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Conrad Reynolds is with us, Colonel Conrad Reynolds, as I know him and as you know him from being on my show. Good to have him with us. Uh, don't forget, at 9 o'clock, uh, Senator John Bozeman at 9.05. At 9.35, I have been given, yeah, he's probably going to talk to you, but I don't know if he's going to talk to me or not, but Congressman Hill. So we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, you, you, I got we, a call last night. Well, we, you, we left with you asking me a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, what would we do, the biggest things on my yeah, plate? Give us, give us. Oh, your, I got, I got a whole lot of stuff. But, but right now, everybody, everybody's looking at the You've inflation. Been on my show. That's everybody's looking at the inflation yeah. right now. Of course, we got to quit spending money. I mean, we just sent forty billion. Forty billion over to the Ukraine. These are the kind of things that we've got to stop. That just spending like drunken sailors. You know, French talks about that, or is it James? I don't know which. It's James or French. He goes by James. No, oh, okay. <laughs> one of the two. I missed a joke. I'm sorry. One of the two. I guess his name is James French Hill. But right. so he goes by French, but I don't know if it's James or not. But the fact of the matter is, is that we've got to stop that. And, and I'll just point back just for a few months ago, whenever he passed the National Vaccine Database, that was $400 million for something we don't need. And boy, they tried to do that, slide that through, and they did, actually, uh, when they suspended the rules with, with no debate. That's the kind of spending we've got to stop when I go there. That's one of the things I'm going to do. The second thing is we've got to secure the border, Dave. I mean, every... Republican and Democrat have said it since 1986, and we still don't have it done. And 82% of the people want a secure border. Why haven't we gotten that fixed? Immigration. It's because big business doesn't want it to be fixed. And they've ensured, no matter whether it's Democrat or Republican, they're going to make sure it doesn't happen. Well, people like me, we need more like me in the Freedom Caucus, and I think we can make a change in that. And I'll be the first congressman in Arkansas in the Freedom Caucus, and I want everybody to hear that because that's going to make a difference. And, I, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, if people don't start – stepping up to the plate and started getting conservative whether they call themselves republicans but if they're rhinos i'm a rhino remover we're going to start pointing them out i'm going to i'm going to start telling you each one who's dragging their feet and we're going to get rid of them because we're going to have a republican president in 2025 i hope it's president trump but it may not be it may be desantis or somebody but they've got to have a conservative congress in order to pass the bills that need to be passed and i intend to do that okay any others? Oh, well, I got plenty. Of I know you got we plenty. Can, of I want term limits. I want term limits in the worst way. If you have people listening to me right now, want term limits, vote for me. I'm the only one that's vote signed a term limits pledge who's running for a federal office in the state of Arkansas. I think it's important that we have term limits. We've got explain what you're signed. What, what, okay, what, what I signed is saying? a pledge. Every year there is a bill that comes before Congress. Every year, okay, and then basically it says they're trying to get it passed. I'm pledging that when that comes to me, I am going to sign it. I will sign on. I will vote yes for it. Okay? Not one of our legislators in our state has done that. Not one. I'm the only one. 
And that's important because that means I'm committed to term limits because I think that the system is rigged. It's unfair to people who are trying to get in and run for office. It's rigged for the people who are already in office. So that's why you have a 98% re-election rate. But guess what? A 17% approval rate of Congress. How does that happen? It's because they've got it rigged. And so we've got to change that. And one of the ways we can do that is through term limits. And it also minimizes the impact that these special interest groups have on our legislators. And so uh, so I'm for term limits. I'm also for a balanced budget. We need a balanced budget amendment in the worst way. I'm most, I am going to push hard for that because they've proven that they can't contain themselves. They've just got to spend everything they can spend, keep raising the debt limit. Mr. Hill has voted over and over and over just to raise the debt limit so that they can spend more and more and more. When he got in office in 2014, Dave, he was 16, we were $16 trillion in debt, and now we're $30 trillion in debt. Y'all figured y'all do the math. It's doubled in eight years. Okay. All right. We're going, to beat, we're going to beat him tomorrow night. I want everybody to go vote and, um, and come to our victory party, and we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. I've got the, the colonel's phone number. I've always, you know, win or lose, I'll be calling him to talk to him tomorrow night because we'll be covering the election results starting at 8 o'clock. It'll be myself and Alan Kerr. I do believe Robert Steinbach will be here as well. Robert, uh, of course, has been an integral part of my show for years and years. So if he's not just totally worn out from campaigning, he'll be here as well. I heard you were asking him to come to your party. No, actually, we offered to let him share if he wanted to. Oh, okay, have a, share. Okay. If he wanted to have his election party with us, he okay. could. We're just open that to open that up to several people. But okay. but by the way, please call me by my preferred pronoun. It's Ultra Magma. No. <laughs> Ultra Magma. <laughs> That's it. Okay, Ultra Magma. Okay, we got it. That is, the Democrats have no shame, do they? No, none. They have no shame. How did you, what did you think about the story that broke over the weekend that we now know that Hillary Clinton's the one who released the dossier to the I was I was completely shocked. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. Uh, I, you know, I had to sit down for a second when I heard that. I can't believe Hillary would be involved in such a thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, we all knew that. We all knew that from the very get-go that that's— But it's amazing that all of the networks covered it for once. Right. Right. They said that she was involved. She paid for the dossier. Yeah. She bought it. Yeah. They don't want. They do not want her running again. Well, let me just tell you, the tailor is not there taking mm-hmm. her measurements for her orange jumpsuit. That no. is not happening. No, but you know what? When I get there, there's going to be a lot of people that need to be looked at. We, we've really got to fix, and I've said this before, and tell me if we're out of time. But um, no, you got seven but, minutes. Oh, man. good deal. Well, all these agencies, all the three-lettered agencies up in D.C., they're all broken right now. I'm, I'm telling you, they they're really political. are. Uh, they're, they're, they're too political. They're, t- they're not focusing on the things they ought to be focused on, which is keeping this country safe. And uh, we need people up there that will be willing to do something about it. I want to go, and I want to be on the HIPSI, the Intelligence uh, Select Committee. Any permanent select committee because it's important that we have people who understand what the cia is about nsa dia to be able to fix those we've got a lot of people that are ingrained in that system now they have buried themselves in the, the fabric of those ag- agencies and it's going to take some time for them to weed out to get rid of them but uh, they were all put in during the obama years and so it's going to take some time, but we've got to fix those because I want people to be able to go to when an FBI agent comes up to them that they trust that agency and that they are willing to talk to them. Right now, I would not be willing to sit down with an FBI agent for an interview without my attorney there. 
And that's unfortunate that we're at that stage. But that's because the wokeness and the Democrats have poisoned all of them. And uh, But we can change that. We can change that with good leadership. But we're not going to change it with the current leadership. We're not going to change it with the rhinos that are there because they have no interest in doing that. And, and I do. Yeah, it just, it's something that everybody's got to understand. Another big issue that came up uh, over the weekend, a federal judge uh, has upheld Title 42. It will stay uh, right now. But right. I'm just telling Thank you, once, once that – once that happens, once they drop that, uh, Katie barred the doors. Oh yeah! Oh, oh goodness! They're yeah. coming. They're going to. The illegals are going to come in 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 waves. Mm-hmm. It'll be the worst that we've ever seen. Well, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I got one thing else to say here. Okay. Uh, just so people, your listeners know, I have offered to debate French Hill several occasions and i've offered on your show and he has turned me down every time he does not want to debate because he does not want to talk about the issues that are killing him right now and that is the issues that show that he's not standing up for the people of arkansas in the second district and that's why they don't want to debate and that's why they're going to try to throw shots or whatever and run these commercials dark money whatever it's ridiculous and it's a joke and i think what we're everybody's going to find out is tomorrow night we're going to have victory and um i don't care if french hill believes election wasn't stolen or not it was stolen but he's not willing to talk about it or election integrity i am so uh i want everybody to know hey if you really want a voice in, in congress vote colonel conrad reynolds just right. conrad reynolds on the ballot there you go <laughs> you guys got any other questions for the colonel mr no, rd hopper do you have are you are you going to be silent <laughs> i'm just it, kidding it, <laughs> you know we this is this is term limits. I mean, win or lose, I always appreciate people that are running, people that are uh, – there needs to be more working-class people. This is our term limits, is someone standing up and saying, I want to make a difference. Yep. Uh, well, uh, and I agree. I wish it worked that way completely. But unfortunately, sometimes uh, these people get reelected over and over and over again because people aren't involved in the primaries. And that's where people you need to understand. The primaries is, is where you really can make a change. And uh, unfortunately, I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And you'd be surprised how many people really don't quite understand that right now in our in america so uh, they need to know hey the primaries where you can pick the guy because they go hey i'm tired of voting for finch hill well vote for me in the primary the law that you were talking about about term limits uh, that is kind of making yep. the rounds up there in congress is that to start a uh, an amendment is that what it would be i mean that that's what right, right, has right, to happen right right but the but congress has can vote on it and then it has to go around all right? the states that's yes. correct that's correct and it comes up every year it has ever since 92 1992 and, and um but nobody nobody will stand up for it they just say no elections elections uh, are term limits no it's really not we need to have term limits for congress and uh, look Look, Nancy Pelosi's been there since 1989. Mitch McConnell's been there since 1985. I mean, if that's not enough to prove my point, uh, we need to have term limits because they're good need to change of blood. You know, as former military, you've been there. Yep. You know, how many? How long does the commander stay in charge? Usually two years. Yeah, two to three years, and that's it, and they're out. Why? 
Yeah, that's because we got good people that can come in. Because and you get tunnel vision. That's well, they get so many. You help. There's so much back scratching going on. Once you get certain amount of that going on, you don't have the freedom to vote the way you need to vote because of all the people that you've made alliances with. No, that's exactly down, right. Right down the middle of my back. No, I'm just <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave, for having me. All right. Appreciate you. Don't forget, I'll be leaving here for an hour, and then I'll be back. And at 9.05, Senator Bozeman will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our thanks to Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Good luck to you, Conrad. Thank you. We'll th- talk thank to you, you tomorrow night on the phone from All our right. election coverage. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about your money next. Nine o'clock, about uh, six minutes after nine here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We come back for one final hour. Paul Calvert's been able to stick around. And uh, we're going to have a couple special guests this hour for you. Of course, we're one day away from Election Day. I don't have any uh, politicians on on Election Day. I figure you got up until uh, Election Day to campaign. And we've got... uh, Senator John Bozeman, this first half hour, and then we're going to have Congressman French Hill in the second half hour, and we want to welcome the senator to us. Senator, i got to ask you, President uh, Biden over in Japan holding a press conference made a statement saying uh, to the press that uh, the United States would militarily help Taiwan if the Chinese came across the straits there to attack them. Now, uh, admittedly after he said it and walked away from the mic his administration tried to walk back what he said but what what did you take from his statements today well that's just kind of typical of this president i think the most classic of that was when he was at a a a business someplace in wisconsin minnesota or someplace he started talking about working there and this and that finally one of his people actually cut the mic just cut him off (laughs) there's no telling what he's going to say but we live in a very very dangerous world right now we need to be careful about what we do say and uh, really try and calm tensions down the last thing we need to do is get into a conflict with taiwan the problem there is not only taiwan the difficult situation there but japan would go nuclear overnight South Korea would go nuclear overnight, and you'd have nuclear proliferation. Wow. In that part of the world, it's not going to keep. It's not going to make any of us any safer, for sure. Yeah, nobody wants to see China try to uh, become one nation with Taiwan again. That that it's just not going to happen. I mean, ever since Chiang Kai-shek left uh, left uh, China, uh, China uh, Taiwan has been their own entity, and. You know, if if you're China, you better pay attention. I mean, they're building their navy. I mean, they're 
they're going crazy. We're having to cut back on our Navy because of uh, uh, the Democrats keep cutting our de- our defense budget, and they're building five ships for our every one that we have. So we got to be careful about that. We've got to be really careful. And, and the good news, regard well, part of this is Afghanistan, and they saw the debacle there. That's being offset by the way that we're punishing punishing the Russians. Uh, we're not in a shooting war with the Russians, but we're in a, we're in an economic warfare with them. And the good news is is that the democracies of the world, the Western democracies in particular, are standing up against the Russians and punishing them for that. So, I think the Chinese are soaking all this in and. Uh, uh, you know, what we do right now, the words we say really do, do make a big difference. Yeah, from what I understand, the Chinese, about the only thing that's happening, they, they are still buying uh, Russian oil. But as far as helping the Russians backfill their military and things of that nature, they've pulled back on that. They did. And, and, and the Chinese, you know, we talk about the 50-year plan, the 100-year plan and all of those things. And that all of that's correct. Their number one plan, though, is staying in power. Mm-hmm. And and right now, they, they have to have 5 6% growth because of the huge population that we have, they, that they've got. They've got to create all these jobs. And right now, their economy is not is sputtering along, and so they've got their internal problems. And they know that if the West stands together, if the democracies will stand together, they could make it very, very difficult on them and their economy. Well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, since today is the day before Election Day, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the race that uh, you have going on. Uh, If the Senate would go the way which I think it might go in November, which will be uh, go red, if that occurs, you would become, if I'm not mistaken, chairman of the Agriculture Committee of the Senate. Is that not true? No, that's right, and and certainly I think that's a great opportunity for Arkansas. And, and, and again, doing it right is a great opportunity for the country. Agriculture in Arkansas is about 25% of our economy, but when you get outside of any town of any size, it's it's probably 85 or 90% of the economy. Farming is, is pretty much all that's left. We've lost our manufacturing. And so it's so important that we protect that, that we put in place the right things to grow rural America. We've got 75 counties in our state, 53 of them lost population. So you start losing those turnback dollars. You don't have a whole lot to begin with. and It's just this downward spiral. So it's something that is important, and uh, we're going to be we're looking forward to, to being in that situation again, taking care of uh, rural America, taking care of uh, rural Arkansans. And one of the things that's killing them is, is these high gasoline prices, which is a crisis. You know, rarely do you have a crisis where the answer is just staring you in the face. What we need to be doing there is. Uh, we need to be drilling more. We need to get the permits in place so that we can do just that. We need to put the pipelines in place, and the list goes on and on. All right. Senator Paul Calvert uh, stayed around from the beginning of the show today. I want to let him ask a question, so here yeah. he is. Hey, this is Paul Calvert here. Thank you for coming on the show with Paul. us this morning. He knows you, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for being hey, on. Uh, let me see if I can get, get my volume turned up here a little bit. Um, you mentioned um, Russia and China, and so what? What is? Are they going to end up kind of being allies? Do you think that this latest 
thing or is is China kind of distancing themselves from Russia but just taking advantage of the cheap oil? I don't think we know yet, Paul, that Russia and China will do whatever's best for them. China uh, you know, will they're, do what's best for them. <laughs> you know, whatever the situation is right now. I think because of the way that, that the West is, is stood together, that they are very concerned that if they, if they help the Russians too much, that they might face economic sanctions on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, their number one thing right now is protecting their economy. So... Uh, it's 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 kind of a complicated mess, but that seems to be where they're at right now. Turkey's the one that's kind of the wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a NATO member, and yet you know they're they seem to be very close to the Russians. So uh, that's that's something that we've got to watch very what do you carefully. Think, so China's kind of got a weird situation. They've been killing off baby girls for a while, and so they've got a a weird issue with population i think and i assume they have a population shrinking issue right now because they're not having enough children is that kind of is that going to be a a pretty serious economic situation for them here in the next 15 20 years it is paul because they they have like us they have an aging population and then they don't have the little ones to backfill you know coming coming into the system so as a result of that, uh, they're going to have problems with their workforce, and they're going to have problems with, uh, again, having the the ability to take care of their elderly. So uh, yeah, this is a big problem for them, and that's that's you know such a great lesson for those that that feel like that you know the the, the people out there that feel like that you need to do this kind of social engineering, which certainly you know you and I are, are totally against, but it really does show in a real, in a real life way, uh, you, the path, you start going down those paths, society. certainly that's immoral and all of those things, but also it's wrecking their society. Let me jump back in, take you back to agriculture uh, for a moment, Senator. If you became uh, the head of the Agriculture Committee, you along with the Republican Party, uh, what are some major things that you would be addressing as soon as you sat down in that chair? Well, rural America is all about, it's all about agriculture. It's also about schools. Uh, It's about having the infrastructure, broadband. I'm a co-chair of the Broadband Caucus. We used to think in terms of the three R's, roads, railroads, runways, and water. That's how you grew an area. That's how it developed. Now, if you're not wired, if you don't have broadband, it it simply doesn't work. Uh, I travel the state as much as anyone. I've seen young people uh, sitting uh, in their cars leaching the broadband out of the schoolhouse so they could get their homework done. So there's a lot of money in the pipeline for that. That's something that we're going to push forward with, uh, you know, dramatically. And then also just listening to our farmers. Uh, the answers to these problems need to come from, from the stakeholders up, uh, the problems that they're having, and then again, you know, get to work, working with them uh, so that we can make sure that the safety net so that people can continue to farm and that we can have what we've got now, what we're so blessed with, the cheapest, safest food supply of any nation in the world yeah let me jump in one last question for you before we go to our our break and and that is around the food supply i didn't know this until uh, yesterday during one of the talking head shows russia is one of the biggest manufacturers of fertilizer in the world 
and uh, they're starting to cut back on that uh, that production. How does that affect the American farmer? It affects the American farmer dramatically. In fact, it affects the world. When you combine that with the fact that Ukraine and Russia produce 30% of the wheat, 18% of the corn, 85% of the sapphire oil, they use that in, in baking, in cooking. Uh, and the list goes on and on. This this truly is uh, one of the breadbaskets of the entire world. Uh, that production is dramatically slowed because those... Uh, those uh, things that they need, like diesel to run tractors, and this, all of that is being pushed into the war effort, as have the manpower. So uh, this is a huge issue. Fertilizer is through the roof. Not only is it so costly, but there's great concern that, that we'll actually have enough of it uh, for the United States and, and uh, the rest of the world. So what does so that, that, that what, what that does, Go ahead. What that does, Dave, is it dramatically increases the, the price of food. And the other problem is, is that the uh, another component of fertilizer is natural gas, and with the with our inability to produce more, with the with this administration's war on natural gas, natural gas prices have gone through the roof. So again, that's another thing that that uh, creates problems. Our farmers also are very very dependent on diesel uh, to truck the stuff, and then uh, again operate their equipment. Diesel's $2 a gallon more than it was uh, a year ago. So those prices have gone up. So all of this means that when you go to the store uh, now and in, and, and in the future, even more so, uh, your your food is going to be uh, more expensive. It's the most expensive it's ever been right now, but that's only going to continue to increase because these, these things that drive it are in place to make it that much more expensive. Senator John Bozeman, our special guest during this uh, half hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going to have to take a break here, come back and talk further with him and talking about food prices going up. I I read an article yesterday that said if you'd spent uh, what you have spent and bought for $100 during the Trump administration now costs you $150 at the store now as far as food is concerned. So what we're talking about is serious, serious business. More coming your way in just a moment on the day show. All right, back with you. Our special guest uh, is Senator John Bozeman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Senator, let me go back and let's just talk a little bit more about agriculture because it's such a big deal. People don't understand that, uh, you know, America makes the majority of food that people eat around the world. But as you said, over in Ukraine, they, they, they do a lot of wheat as well as do the Russians. Uh, The president says that, uh, you know, he doesn't see any food shortages, but of course he didn't think there was going to be a baby uh, formula shortage either, and we know where that's at right now. You know, how dangerous is this getting to be? Well, the president doesn't see any food shortages. He's got his chef cooking his meals every day. Yeah. But but the problem is this, Dave, and you summed it up earlier in the sense that, that food food costs are up dramatically and, and we don't measure inflation very well. So what we say, it's, it's actually much greater than that. But uh, when the average person goes to the store gets their groceries, they see a tremendous increase, uh, probably in the 30% range over what they paid a year ago. 
but it's not only that. You know, they're 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 losing disposable income there. They've got nothing more to show that for, for that than than a year ago, except the loss of the the dollars in paying it. They go to the pump. You know, again, gasoline is up so much. So twenty, thirty dollars a week there. They get their electricity bill, which again is energy based, and and it's up fifty dollars more than it was last year. And the list goes on and on and on to where they simply don't have any disposable income. And then you look at the price of the diesel, $2 more a gallon. Everything that we do, everything in the studio, uh, the tables, you know, the, the, the things that I'm sitting at right now are either trucked or, or uh, railroaded in or whatever. All of that depends on diesel. So all of these costs are going up. Heating oil is going to be the next crisis. Mark my words. Nobody's talking about this yet, but heating oil in the Northeast, where they're very dependent on it, that's going to be the next baby food crisis. So instead of getting out in front of these things, the administration refuses to do that. So we're working really hard to press them to uh, to come up with some solutions, come up with some plans before we actually get ourselves in these situations. So what do you say to the to to our our voters here in the state of Arkansas about gas prices? I I saw a story again uh on Friday of last week where they said by the middle of uh, August we may be seeing $6 a gallon gas prices. That that's punishing kind of price increases especially for people in the middle class. No, it's simply in in, in Arkansas we do so much driving. And, and and the thing that, you know, we talked about rural America earlier, one of the most promising things with broadband and this and that, you have the ability to live out, commute in the sense of telecommute. Uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing. But so many others are in a situation where they're driving, you know, back and forth, you know, living, living out, coming in. Uh, so as a result, this is, this is really an onerous tax and, and the sad thing is the solution is just looking us in their face. You know, normally you don't have crises that the solution is so available. President Trump did a great job of making us energy independent. This needs to be a national priority. What we don't need to be doing is talking to places like Venezuela, begging them to produce uh, more energy, and uh, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. It's not good, you know, in the sense of our wealth goes to these to these countries, but also from a climate standpoint. If you're if you truly are interested in the climate, there's no way that they're going to do it in the environmentally sensitive way that the United States does. So, it's it's absolutely crazy. And the good news is Republicans are pushing back. We're we're pushing back, explaining to the American public why this is so important, and truly trying to force the administration into going down a different path. Senator, we've got about three minutes uh, remaining. The president of the United States says he does he doesn't believe that a recession is inevitable, although everybody I talk to seems to think that that's the case, that there's an inevitability that our our, uh, you know, our financial house here in, in the United States is not sustainable. What's your thoughts? Well, I think if we continue going down the path that that Biden administration has us on now and doesn't really seem to be willing to change, I think it is inevitable, Uh, you know, which is so, so very sad because these things can be preventable. 
So that's the situation that we're in. That's why this election is so important to get control of the House, get control of the Senate, so that we can put the brakes on this stuff and get uh, get good fiscal responsibility back in, in place. And then also the regulatory atmosphere that's so damaging uh, all of these rules and regulations that are coming out now that in this very uncertain time make it that much more uh, difficult. All right. With One the, of the things, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I, I've been blessed. I've, I've gotten a lot of honors and this and that, you know, just through the years from hanging around, just like you have. But the uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that the uh, the 18,000 men and the women of the National Border Patrol Union endorsed me. And uh, I ha- had the opportunity to be the chairman of Homeland Security the first two years that President Trump was in office, we worked really hard. That's that's the appropriations subcommittee that controls the Border Patrol's budget. And we worked really hard to, to get them the funding they need. You know, was on the border a bunch, got to know these men and women very, very well. Nobody works any harder. Nobody's in a more difficult situation than they are. Uh, right now, they're stressed, to, and you know, if this Title 42 goes away, then then they are going to be simply in an impossible situation. We're working really hard to make sure that's not going to happen. But anyway, that's something I'm very, very proud of, and uh, and certainly, you know, we talk about law enforcement. These these folks are truly law enforcement that are on the front line, like the rest of our. We think in terms of policemen and, and things like that, but these these folks do a tremendous job and deserve a big shout out. Senator, we're out of time. I want to thank you for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show today. Uh, we wish you the best tomorrow on Election Day, and uh, I hope to be able to talk to you tomorrow evening as well uh, about what your plans are perhaps for the future. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Paul. Thank yes, you for letting me be with you. We sure thing. you guys. Very, Thank very you very much. We appreciate Bye-bye. you being here. All right. We need to take a break with, uh, here on the, on the show. We've got news coming up for you. We want to do that. Coming back after the news, it will be Congressman French Hill that wants to talk to us as we continue here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. Back with you, waiting for uh, Congressman Hill to give us a call. And he's going to join us here in just a few moments at 935, and it is that right now. So I'm expecting to see the phone light up uh, at any time, and then we will talk to him here before Election Day uh, on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. uh, I've been kind of checking around the the state on some races uh, that I've been checking on. One of the big ones being on state senator is Ballinger and uh, Brian Brian King, King. although there's three other people in that in that race. race. And uh, I talked uh, a little bit to Bob Ballinger's uh, senator, state senator Bob Ballinger. He said that. He thinks that probably will be a runoff between him and Brian King. So uh, we'll see how that turns out tomorrow night. As far as tomorrow night is concerned, uh, don't forget that uh, we will be uh, talking to you starting at 8 o'clock tomorrow evening. It'll be I and uh, and uh, Alan Kerr and um, 
of course, uh, I'm expecting that Robert Steinbach will join us. But if he's really just too worn out from going out there and campaigning, then we'll just uh, we'll do we'll we'll make do without him. Uh, but we'll have the numbers for you. We'll keep you up on the races. I'm not. There, there's one race that will be, I'll be watching closely uh, over the night uh, in local politics, and that's what's going up uh, up uh, towards the Batesville area between Sturch and Peyton. Uh, we'll be wanting to watch that that race uh, particularly and see what happens. But right that, now, that should be an interesting race. Yeah, right now we're being joined by Congressman French Hill. Congressman, good morning. How are you today? And uh, why don't you bring us up to date? How do you feel that your campaign is doing at this time? Well, Dave, it's great to be with you, calling to you from Conway, Arkansas today. Where All right. We're out uh, meeting with constituents and doing some sign waving for early votes. You know, I think the campaign's been uh, really a good one over the last four months, including the exciting prospect of representing Cleburne County. So I've spent a lot of time with uh, citizens in Greer's Ferry and Heber Springs and the parts of Cleburne County that I wanted to get to know better, and that's been exciting to do that. And uh, to me, it's uh, really positive because I represent Van Buren County now, Clinton and Fairfield Bay, as well as Cersei. And so that kind of unifies that whole economic area. So I've spent a lot of time campaigning up there. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, being re- renominated tomorrow. And I appreciate the trust and support of uh, my supporters across the district. How does that, that that change your campaigning style and and your thoughts about a campaign when you have certain areas, you know, taken away from you, other ad, uh, added in that people might not know you as well, and things that and you, I mean, we had a total redistricting. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, David, I won't. I, I don't want to take too much time on it but it's really important because i worry about my constituents being confused uh if you're in southwestern or southeastern pulaski county now you're now represented by mr crawford or mr westerman and yet i have uh, the rest of pulaski county and have three full-time wounded warriors who work on my veteran staff so you know we've got to make sure that we can coordinate care for our constituents if they have an irs social security or veterans problem and so that's one thing is uh, helping straighten straighten things out and doing a good job after uh, the election. But here during the campaign, uh, like in Cleburne, I'd say, well, you, you've seen Mr. Crawford's name on your ballot now for uh, over a decade. And when you go in, don't be surprised. You're going to see you're going to have my name there. And that's because of redistricting. So we do a lot of voter education. Okay. Well, let's talk about things that are going down. Uh, the president at a press conference today in Japan, uh, gave a straight, direct answer to a reporter who asked if the United States would militarily defend Taiwan if the Chinese attacked them, and he said, and emphatically, in fact, said yes. Uh, That's kind of a change from the policy that the United States has had about Taiwan. Your thoughts about what the president had to say? Yeah, I think one more time, uh, it's Joe without a teleprompter, uh, and he's uh, he doesn't uh, have the right the right statement uh, because in 1979, uh, the Taiwan Relations Act with the United States, we reaffirmed our support. While we reaffirmed our support of so-called a one China, it was mm-hmm. totally peaceful. It requires any any action by the, the Chinese to only unify with Taiwan 
in a peaceful, mutually agreeable way. Well, that's not the direction of Xi Jinping, which is why I introduced a bill last week uh, to sanction anyone in the Chinese Communist Party, anyone in their families, if they do anything militarily to threaten uh, the people of Taiwan and the Taiwanese democracy. And that's very clear in the Taiwan Relations Act from 1979. So we can arm them, we can train them, we can partner with them, as can Japan and other free democracies across the world. Uh, But that's our policy. Do you think China has rethought Taiwan now because of the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union, Russia going into uh, Ukraine? I mean, uh, things have not gone well for Russia in Ukraine uh, because of the geopolitical fallout that occurred. Is China looking at that and saying maybe Taiwan? I think that they thought Taiwan after Russia went into Ukraine at first, but maybe not so much now. 100%. And this is good because China broke their 50-year treaty with the United Kingdom on Hong Kong. They just imprisoned Cardinal Zen in Hong Kong, a 90-year-old Catholic priest, the former bishop for all of Asia. So they've gone the wrong course in Hong Kong, and I think it woke up Europe. And that final uh, wake-up call was Putin's invasion of Ukraine. So if Europe, the United States, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and our allies around the world are successful in backing the Ukrainians and kicking Putin out of Ukraine or winning uh, the war through a stalemate or any other method, that is a wake-up call to China because China, as you know, their economy, their economy, now think about this, is 100% dependent on exporting to the rest of the world. And the EU, the United States, and Japan, we make up 50%, 50% of China's two-way trade. So I do think uh, that Putin's uh, illegal invasion and failure uh, is a wake-up call to the Chinese Communist Party. I just got done talking to uh, Senator Bozeman, and we talked about food. And it's a very important uh, thing because no matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, or whatever, you got to eat. And uh, with the wheat problems that are going to happen and some other things are going to happen because uh, the Ukrainians can't produce wheat, the, so, the, uh, the Russians are not uh, uh, going to be producing wheat uh, I heard a, a statement made over the weekend that if you spend $100 on groceries under President Trump, you're spending $150 a month uh, on those same uh, groceries with with President Biden. How is that going to affect food prices? It, it, it's got to force them to go up, does it not? Well, not only because of the war, but more importantly, what's happened is uh, Biden's incompetence on energy since he was elected. His... Uh, blocking American innovation in energy and curtailing energy production around the world with his policies are the main reason uh, that our food is so much more expensive this year, because everything goes into uh, the production of food, diesel fuel, fertilizer. I always ask uh, kids, hey, what, how, where does fertilizer come from? You know, they, they, I said, natural gas. Uh, diesel is at a crisis point, and so farmers this year are confronted with 
modestly higher prices, but extraordinarily higher costs. So this is going to be a very challenging year, not only for the consumer and what they're going to have to pay for their food, but also to even get it produced around the world. So I'm concerned about the third world actually having food shortages and some starvation issues towards the end of the year. And so this is a big deal, and that's another reason why we have to eject Putin out of Ukraine. I mean, he's contributing to global famine by his behavior. I was stunned over the weekend. I was watching one of the talking head shows, and they said that Russia makes uh, the the greater percentage of fertilizer for the world than any other country, and now they're finding it hard to keep up. That's not good either. No, and that's 100% true. So, I mean, I've been talking to farmers uh, the last four weeks. It's been wet, but people are now getting their crop in. Most people have really had a, a good run the last few weeks. But their biggest concern is not a seed cost, but it's that fertilizer line of credit plus their production line when they're not projecting that much higher uh, commodity price for soybeans or cotton compared to their cost increase. So it's just like an American family who's gotten a raise this year, but the Biden inflation is three times larger than the typical raise in our country. So we are going to face a uh, challenge this fall, all the more reason for Europe and the United States to, to make sure that we uh, help the Ukrainians beat Putin. All right. got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back and uh, continue and finish up our interview with Congressman uh, French Hill. He'll join us back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 101.1 FM, The Answer. About 12 minutes remaining here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. Tomorrow, here's what I'll promise you. You'll hear plenty of political ads, but we won't have any politicians on. All right? I don't bring any politicians on Election Day. And uh, that's why here at the, the last day uh, before Election Day, we've had Senator Bozeman on. We've got Congressman Hill on. We had uh, Robert Steinbach on. Uh, We had Colonel Reynolds on early on today. Uh, If they called and asked to be on, this is the last day that you can get on, just so you know. So let me just ask how what you think, uh, uh, Congressman. How how is the how is this whole uh, you know race gone for you as far as you're concerned? Has anything come up that you weren't expecting? Well, Dave, I always love being out talking to the people, and I'd say the the impression I've made is uh, some of the comments that I've had from my opponent on, you know, policies that he says I support, like I support, like he says I supported a national vaccine database through H.R. 550. You and I have talked about this over the months. You know, it's just not true. It's just a made-up topic. So in this campaign, I think I've seen a lot of just made-up information that's not factual uh and i've spent a lot of time talking on that and i'd rather talk about what we will do when we take the house back to push back against the bad biden agenda on taxes he wants to raise everybody's taxes we want to make the trump tax cuts permanent he wants to not let fossil fuels grow and prosper and power america we want to unleash american energy not only to lower prices here for our families, but to help our allies in Europe. We want to secure the border. He's done nothing to secure the border. We want to go back to those Trump policies that were working effectively 
at the end of the Trump administration. And that list goes on and on. And I think those are the important issues that that families care about. Inflation, a secure border, America's leadership position. What what does the future if you're if you're reelected uh, to Congress, what what would your position be within uh, uh, within the House? Would you be on any uh, you know committees, banking committees, chairman of any committees, or anything like that? Yes, I would be a committee chairman in the economic policy, financial policy area, and uh, take my forty years of business. You know, Dave, I was an entrepreneur. I started businesses. Uh, over my 40-year career, I led uh, banking companies. I started a community bank in Arkansas that I ran for 15 years before I was in Congress. And so, so much of what I focused on is how do you get more people working at better pay? How do you get government out of the way so entrepreneurs can find it easier to start a business? All those kinds of policies are what I'll work on when, uh, if uh, the people are good enough to send me back to represent them in Congress. All right. If you were head of the banking committee uh, in the House, what are some of the main things that, if you're reelected, that you want to work on? I mean, I'm sure you've sat down and said, if I get in that position, I will do this first. So what is it? Yeah, number one, the uh, Biden administration wants to intimidate our banks and intimidate our investment companies from prohibiting them from lending money to drill oil and gas wells. I think that's just insane. Those are legal businesses that we desperately need to produce our food and produce our manufacturing and employ our people. So we're going to push back on that hard. That is a top issue. We're going to look and see why there are barriers to companies that can't go public now because of the new regulations being put out by the Securities and Exchange Commission because we want our families to have more businesses that they can Uh, have as employers more places to invest in their uh, retirement accounts, their pension plans. So we're going to be pushing to uh, those things. And then finally, I would just say the Biden administration's already imposed $200 billion in 18 months of new regulatory costs on the American economy. And we're going to use our authorities to push back on that over-regulation agenda that is right out of the Obama playbook. This is where Biden's gone on hurting our domestic economy. Right. The last couple of moments here, let me just ask this uh, general question, kind of give you a wide open area to to answer, and and that is why you over your, uh, the person, the, the challenger that's running against you? Well, number one, for four decades, I've been a conservative leader. I've been a writer for the Heritage Foundation. I've been on Heritage Foundation committees over the years. I was a staffer in the Senate. I know how Senate policy works. I've worked in economic policy. But most importantly, I've been a private businessman of numerous successful businesses, and I've helped others start businesses. So signing that front of the paycheck, building businesses, I understand the burdens of regulation, taxes, bad government policy that's uh, hurting people getting back to work. And it's a mixture of that economic policy experience I had working uh, for the President of the United States on a White House staff and that private sector experience of starting and leading businesses, I think, that makes me the best choice. What do you say to people who say, but you're the incumbent. You've been there now for X amount of years. It's time for new blood. 
Yeah. Well, every two years we carry that message out and have an opportunity to re-sign up, be rehired by the people. And that's why I like the two-year term in the House of Representatives. It keeps people close, uh, the members who are elected, the politicians, the congressmen, keeps them close to the people about what their concerns are. And that's uh, why every two years I'm proud to stand for election. And uh, this gives me a chance to go back and work on what I promised to do back in 14. We made such progress during the four years of the Trump administration, and now we're fighting for many of those same things that I campaigned on originally when I ran the first time in 2014. Congressman, good luck, and uh, tomorrow is the day where the people go to the polls, and I've been going to the polls now for a couple of weeks now, over 100,000 of them, in fact, and have been casting their ballots. Good luck tomorrow, and then I will talk to you on Wednesday at uh, 7.05 right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Look forward to it. Thanks for the time, Dave. All right. Thank you, Congressman. We appreciate him. He's got to get back to waving some signs now. (laughs) So we appreciate him joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, I, I've never been a politician. I've, I've never run for a, quote, you know, political office. Uh, I am going to run for school board in Cabot. That's something that we I sat down with Linda and talked to her about, and we decided yesterday, or Saturday, in fact, uh, that uh, that I would do that. I think that is, that's the closest uh, uh, position you can almost get to the people mm-hmm. and, and have – and uh, and, so and have an a, effect. Will that be in November? Yeah, it's uh, not till November. People make their decisions about school board, but I got to get my paperwork in. I think I got to have twelve signatures 12 or something signatures. like that. <laughs> I, I won't have a problem finding that. But uh, just uh, you know, the big thing is is that I haven't stepped forth into the political realm, and there's two reasons. One, uh, it, it it's difficult if you're a talk show host like I am. And you're on the air uh, because uh, there, there's things, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through to make sure about equal time. And, and then the other thing is, I just don't know if I want to subject my wife to that mm. because a lot of things that people say about it, it's hurtful. And uh, my my wife gets hurt easily. I'll be honest with that. And I I just don't want her to have to put up with it. So I've always told her if she told me no, I would never run. Well, she's told me absolutely no on anything uh, over the years. And so I have not ran. Uh, But she did break down on Saturday. And it wasn't just me. There was another lady that was at my uh, granddaughter's graduation party that uh, asked my wife please tell your husband it's all right to run for school board we need some new blood on the school board so uh, she said she came up to me and said you know if you want to run for school board you go right ahead so you'll we'll get into that more as we go along that should be an interesting race but it's tough i'm just telling you it's tough uh to to run for office i mean you're under scrutiny Mm -hmm. Now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, sometimes uh, people will say things that are just absolutely lies about you. And it makes it very, very, very difficult. So that's going to wrap it up for me today. Paul, thank you for hanging around. Uh, And we've had as many politicians as we're going to have on 
for this uh, up to this uh, election day uh, tomorrow. No, no politicians tomorrow, but we'll have a lot of people to talk to about politicians. <laughs> That's the way it always works. Eight o'clock tomorrow night. Don't forget, we'll be doing our coverage here on 101.1 FM. The answer, myself, Alan Kerr, Robert Steinbach, and we'll be. Uh, Keeping track of the votes as they're counted should be coming in pretty quickly, hard and heavy by the time we come on uh, the air because polls will close at 7 o'clock. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Female power panel will be on. Bible guys will be on in uh, 9 o'clock hour. I can't tell you exactly what we'll talk about, but it'll be interesting. I'll see you then here on the Dave Ellswick Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.